Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, ancient, A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Hello, Greek. Thank you for, uh, for joining me today. Are you kidding? It's an absolute pleasure. As I was just saying, the Greeks, we find a way to right. find one another. We are in the virtual sphere. We were talking, and I'm right. so glad we can now have this chat. And, and I, you know, I, I, I love your energy too. You're bringing a lot of energy to this. I, I'm Greek. What can I say? We don't, but right. I look at this. We're both <laughs> we're like mirroring each other. <laughs> it happens. So the people that are tuning to this interview, they can see you in your latest project, uh, Wife Like, but they can also see you if they go, if they do some research on you, you know, my Big Fat Creek Wedding 2, number three soon, which we can't wait to see, Jupiter's Legacy. You've worked on so many wonderful projects. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, yes, but um, yeah, Greek, Greek Wedding is one. We just got back from uh, Greece. We were shooting all over Athens and Kerkira, Corfu. Um, so the third one will be coming to you soon. <laughs> but it was a lovely yeah. experience. And now to know that you're from Kalamata and Sparta, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm visualizing. I didn't get to go there, but now it's added to my list. I got to hit all the islands next time, but I want to go back. Yeah. Near the, near the end of the interview, I want to talk a little bit about the wedding i know you can't tell us too much about it but just maybe a little teaser of course just a little something something but can't give yeah. away we like to That's keep your right. history alive so uh before we jump into your latest project i want to know like what made you get into the industry what pushed you to this because you know most yeah. greeks you know they don't it's like you know you have those like i don't know if you grew up in the same type of household as i did you know like strict parents you're go like you gotta go be a teacher you gotta go do this you gotta do that you're an actor how did that happen you know, it's funny because my my dad's side's Greek Egyptian, and he definitely had that upbringing. But okay. I, but my, I, I have to say, I'm I'm very grateful and blessed to have my the parents that I had in the up, uh, upbringing that they uh, gave my brother and I because it was a very like creative. Uh, quite a magical um, environment to grow up in because my mom is a fashion illustrator. She's super talented. Literally, I think it was the fact that I would see my mom take blank canvases blank pieces of paper and mm. and literally whatever i could imagine in my head or, or say to her with my words it's like she speaks the language of of like of, of imagination and imagery and she could birth yeah. anything from the page from what i saw in my head and i just to watch you know kind of storytelling and pictures coming to life through that with my mom and then my father mm. who's you know knows so much about um antiques fine wines and art and that's how he met my mom in the city they have such a you know a beautiful relationship and and then they they fostered that and cultivated mm. it within us when we were growing up but i think it manifested for me in in drawing cartoons and things like it's okay. a different style and then playing pretend and you know watching tons of we'd have movie marathons to like the wee hours of the night when I was in kindergarten like it was a very free-flowing you know fun um, house to be in chaotic and crazy I mean we've still got the <laughs> Greek element Greek and yeah. French you throw in there so it's a lot and we've got our like a, a ton of dogs running around we're big dog people so uh, I think all of those elements you know 
came together and here I am. I mean, I turned into an actress. So, but also, you know, I, I'm also a poet. I love to write poetry and, and sing and music. It kind of it feeds into everything, not just one facet. And I credit all of that to my parents and, and my mom for, you know, when I was starting out, driving me in and out of the city uh, to go to auditions and, you know, yeah. to go all, all that kind of stuff. It's, 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 I, I credit all of it to, to, to their sacrifice and support that they've given me and still are giving me. So um, what's been your parents' reaction on like seeing you now, like on TV and film and like, well, or was like the first, do you remember their first reaction when they saw you? It's, it's different each time, Elias. So, you know, there, there's some, some, each one's unique. So for instance, before I fall was a really special um, experience to have because my, the character that I play in that film is an artist, Juliet yeah. Sykes. And she, um, you know, draws these really like brooding, dark, mm. really pulpy images. And, and that's like her passion and skill. And I remember the director, Ryder So Young, wanted me to do the drawings for it. And I was like, ah, you know, I'm more of like drawing sloth cartoons and bulldogs and things, but yeah. I have an idea. And I went to my mom and I told, this is like a perfect example. I told her all the stuff in my mind that I thought my character would draw and how she would release her pain and anguish onto the page. And sure enough, my mom was able to translate exactly how I saw it in my head. And sure enough, the director loved everything in, of my, my mom's work and she used it in the film. So we are technically in the movie together. So that's like a really dear you know, moment for us. And, and each one's different again, like Greek wedding, the whole entire family, like I could win a Nobel Peace Prize of said sport after this, nothing comes close to the, you know, the patriotic uh, right. glory of being a Puerto Carlos now forever. forever. Um, so it's, yeah. it's, yeah. And then you got something like Jupiter where my mom's a huge fan of Josh Duhamel. So I'd be shooting in Toronto. <laughs> I'd get calls from her. Tell me what Josh is like. Is he as hunky as he looks <laughs> in the pictures? And I was like, yeah, he is super tall. He is a silver fox and a lovely person. So it's always an interesting reaction. <laughs> So you've done like the comic book type of story, Jupiter's Legacy. You've done like the sci-fi thriller that we're going to talk about in a few minutes. Comedy. What's the goal? Is there like another goal that you kind of cut or a role that you kind of hope you're going to be able to play someday? Oh my gosh. I don't know. Elias, I mean, you're a movie buff. I'm a movie buff. I love all genres. I love yeah. all mediums of storytelling. Like I don't have, there's no, there's not one thing. I just want to do it all and experiment and play and, and do mm. opposite to the last. Like just, just, you know, bite my teeth into everything and that's why mm. you know doing wife like was so fun because it was i'm used to playing human characters and here's one where i'm playing a machine that you know has more going on than meets the eye um it has a lot of nuance it has such an interesting arc and, and journey towards you know achieving singularity and i love sci-fi genres i don't know about you like what's your favorite genre yourself it's, do you have honestly, you know i like comedy the best really but i do yeah. like i do like action stuff like that like yeah if you told me to go watch star trek i'd be like Okay, maybe I'll watch it, but I'm not like I won't push myself to watch it. Okay, okay, yeah. I see, I see. Yeah. Very nice. I, I'm right there with you too. Comedy, everything. Like it is, yeah. you know, it's 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 nice to stretch and, and do different yeah. stuff. So yeah, I'm I'm open to everything, Elias. Mm. Awesome. <laughs> We're Greek, we invented drama and, That's and right. the arts. That's right. So so wife, like, how were you approached for this? And I, I don't know, when you read that this the when you read the script after you got the role, well, what what was your reaction with all this? Well, I first I first read the script and okay. I was just like, what is this? Like the 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 challenge that was presented that that presents itself with that character in that world was just like 
ding, ding, ding. I was like, oh my gosh, this would be such a fun, you know, character to, to play and, and, yeah. and multiple characters. It's not just one. You've yeah. got the other aspect of human Meredith. So I could, the world was really vivid to me. Um, so I'm going to take it back to the Greeks, uh, especially, I think it's because I just, got back so it's like everything's really fresh in my mind and I could see the Acropolis every day and Poseidon mm. and you know I've got the mythology now it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's pumping through my veins <laughs> so when I first read the script the the, the, the first memory I have of, of you know finishing it was thinking of the mythology of um Pandora you know Pandora, the, the, the first woman in Greek yeah. mythology at all gifted right so that I thought of her because Meredith reminded me well, she is a robot. Pandora reminded me of the ancient robot because you've got mm. all of these powerful deities. You've got the gods giving her beauty, uh, uh, weaving skills, singing skills, a crafty tongue, a mind. By all, you know, Aphrodite, Poseidon, everyone. Yeah. And then you've got Hera giving the most, as they say in, in all the books and all the history, the most, you know, dangerous trait of all which is curiosity mm. and it's interesting how that's paralleled in this story where you've got these powerful in this sense corporation this corporation giving all of the traits to build the perfect woman right and they also their curiosity gets in there and that's the most dangerous thing for ai to have and i just thought that 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 kind of comparison was so unique and and, and exciting and um i just i love whenever there's a parallel to greek mythology i'm always looking yeah. for it i'll find it if it goes away right, right. so that stuck out to me and you know excited me and and was something that a discussion we had with um the creatives you know james burrow director and having our zooms before shooting but um yeah it, it definitely invigorated me to to get into this because this shoot wow. then turned into it was a 17 day you know undertaking i had never done anything in that that short of a time span wow. so that added to the whole kind of exhilaration of it and the challenge now was this an audition or were, the, were you approached for this role like did somebody think of you like i want you to play this role well first i read the script then okay. i threw a tape together okay. and from that tape i then and i did it like a bunch of different ways like playing with um because that's the thing when you when when it's AI, there's so many ways you can take it, and, and you you know finding the levels and yeah. and I got I was excited to do the tape too because it was an opportunity to just off the bat explore the physicality of the character and and like okay how would she how much blinking would would she do how would her you know how would she hold herself what kind of animal would she be hold, hold you know be like in the sense of like a bird yeah. maybe, or, or, or a gazelle, in the way I hold my body. So exploring that, and then in the other scene, um, exploring human Meredith, it was a really fun, just mm. like exercise and workshop. Um, and then from that tape, I had a Zoom with the creative team and we got to talk about Pandora and everything and, and yeah. reaction. And, and, uh, and then I shortly thereafter got on board because we were shooting like <laughs> in a blink of an eye, speaking of blinking, it happened really quickly after. Wow. And I was on the ground in Vancouver, pouring rain with an incredible crew. <laughs> Shout out to Kevin Kim, Jen Hall makeup. Did it rain all? Did it rain all that time too? Seventeen days. Of course it did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Super rainy, foggy, but it adds to the atmosphere. And right. we love that. I love Vancouver. It's it's a stunning place. Um, but yes, we had a lot of puffy coats. A lot of puffy coats. <laughs> now, Meredith, well, what do you think was like the biggest challenge? How do you prepare to play a role like this, though? Like, with, like, because you had to learn not just like the movement, like the way they. It was it was it was interesting the way to watch you move in the yeah. movie. 
I don't, I mean, I love with characters approaching their physicality and movements. Yeah. And, and it's on liaisons, on, I was doing that on Broadway, Les Liaisons Dangerous, we worked with a movement coach. I, I really savor those opportunities. So with this one, it was like, ah, you know, right for the picking. What can mm -hmm. I do here and, and explore with Meredith and, and that distinction between human Meredith and AI Meredith. So a lot of it was firstly, you know, hitting the gym, uh, making sure I was in tip top shape so no CGI was used. Wow. Even with the neck thing? No, though... that that kind of came. So that wasn't actually planned before. So what was planned before was like, okay, how much the intention of the blinking, maybe some longer blinks will be um, moments where, you know, your computer is buffering if it's like overheated or like yeah. the hi-fi is slow. So I'd like find those moments just subconsciously to have in my head and then um, making sure that I was always maintaining good posture. And after every take, I'd run and check and also making sure I wasn't swallowing or clearing my throat or packing yeah. with my hands or tucking hair, the human things. But um, what happened through monitoring all the ticks and making sure that wasn't bleeding into, you know, playing a perfect AI was yeah. a James, because I was having my posture always in check. James was like, oh, your neck on, on the, on, in the scene, I, it looks like there's wiring. He says, lean into that more. So he really? pointed out, I was like, oh, because by having myself so, you know, erect and always, you know, having myself composed, it started, they'd flex a lot. And, and mm. James caught it and he's like, take that further. So I would always like, you know, flex my neck muscles to, to make it look like wiring. So that's not CGI. That is wow. just like, you know, a conscious thing. So I have, I mean, it really made me be so aware, hyper aware of every inch of my body, um, which was, yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun, quite an undertaking. So that was one aspect. And then of course you have the lofty themes that we're tackling also the intimate scenes um, between the relationship of Meredith and William, which, you know, that was a first for me, but very important to the story because it propelled where all of these, you know, where the messages are heading for what the, the film's overall, you know, message is. So, you know, you have to have these, these moments of tenderness and connection. And then you have the, the moments where he's setting her intimacy settings, which is such a mm. disturbing thing. I, I, when I read the scene and then watching it and I'm, you know, interested to see the reaction of the of people who are seeing the film uh, to see that that's been resonating with people. And then you have the moments where after they have, you know, moments of connection and love where he tells her he loves her and she says it back, but we, we kind of purposely were having a mimicry element to mm -hmm. some of Meredith's speech, you know, having it where if he'd say a word a certain way, I kind of mimic it to actually sound like his voice because she's learning and, and, yeah. and it's all, at the end of the day, this is a machine, not a human being. So there'd be certain words also like social cues and, and a sense of humor and sarcasm. She's going to be learning this stuff. And at first it maybe goes over her head or she banks it because she's learning and she's evolving and getting more intelligent. So there's so much to kind of play with and think about. Wow. That's insane. That's insane. Like, I still can't believe the whole neck thing. Did, were you sore at all? Were you sore at all after like filming a couple scenes? Well, we're sore with my feet. Those shoes, oh my God, the high heels. It helps so much in, in you know, walking and, and, and her, her rhythm of steps. Yeah. That had to be like, if I ever like tripped a little bit or kind of like slid, like we had to go again because there's a, yeah. there is a reliability about machinery, right? You look at an escalator, there is just that yeah. tempo. So having a tempo in movement and also having a tempo in the cadence of my speech um, again, not inserting ums or likes or any kind yeah. of human stuff. So when I was human Meredith, I could just go to town. But when it was AI Meredith, I had to be just, I, just hyper aware of every little aspect 
Um, so it was a really interesting and intense exercise. <laughs> did you did you work with a voice coach for like the AI part? The voice? No, but okay. um, I just I mean I I, I played with Siri. I went <laughs> <laughs> and just like here, you know, uh, Siri yeah. and Alexa, and to kind of just I'd be more conscious of that. So whenever I'd mm. hear robotic voices, because we again cadence of of her her speech was very important but then also adding as the more human like she becomes and the more she she starts to ease into her environment and adapt then that would evolve but um yeah i was you know to to have some chats with siri and um you know play and and that's why another fun thing we did um i i had this idea with james because i was by by doing all of that work it made me think of the fact that you can set your keyboard you know to different languages and you can mm-hmm. have siri have an accent my siri has an australian accent so i was like how about we do something to to you know show that these ais because if your phone can do it certainly a flesh robot right super expensive and advanced is going to have that feature um so that's where that idea came from for the singing portion and the and the settings in in mandarin mm-hmm. so it was really fun to play with that and if if you translate the lyrics um in that singing bit they all have um, little nuggets that that have to do with the story like it talks about being a doll that's kind of imprisoned it talks about um water which was a symbol symbolism we were playing with to represent life um and uh, sand falling through your hand like a lot of like beautiful poetic imagery to intertwine with the themes of the story mm. is in that singing <laughs> now what did you love about meredith well i mean i feel like sean Okay, which Meredith are we talking about? First of all, <laughs> I guess we'll I guess we'll pick both. I guess we'll do both. A little bit of because each. I feel I, mean, I feel like it, the story becomes this love story. I mean, it starts out a love story between William and Meredith, and then it evolves into one between AI Meredith and yeah the ghost Meredith. And I think there's a duality here. Human Meredith has such a strength, such a fieriness, such a feistiness that I loved about that character, and it was finding ways for that to kind of bubble up and percolate the more advanced. AI Meredith gets and the more she kind of wants to tribute and and finds more of her becoming um, that as as close as she could get to the actual human Meredith because at the end of the day she's still a machine and and you know I'd work in percentages of how far you know one day I'm 30% AI and then you know 70% uh you know human like 80 percent one day or at the very beginning it's like 10 percent. so i'd work in these percentages to kind of gauge and keep myself in check um but again she only she never reaches 100 percent. it's 99 at, at best um without giving anything away but it was fun to play with the duality of the two characters in one and again i think it's the strength that's underneath you know she starts out this kind of deer in headlights which is like this you know a new like a baby fawn um but yeah. she learns and she evolves and she gets smarter and she gets stronger and i love when those layers come out because if there's mul- there's multiple dimensions right. it's not just one thing to define this you know robot <laughs> right, right. so william is played by uh, jonathan reese Meyers. describe now that chemistry and the way oh you guys work together with those scenes because there, <laughs> well, yes, inten- I- there were some intense scenes too I know, and especially when everything, you know, towards the end and all, all the, the juiciness and, and where, where things head and, and those twists, those twists you pointed out. Right. So, um, you know, it's funny because the character that uh, William plays and to hear the reaction of some fans saying, oh, I can't believe what he does and this and that. And right. when we find out about him, it's so funny because Jonathan is such a lovely person. He's so kind, so gentlemanly. He was beyond supportive and respectful, especially shooting these intimate scenes. Um, you know, he and he also he brought 
to set every single day, no matter the night shoot, no matter the, the, the you know, atmosphere around or how cold we were, he'd, he'd bring levity and jokes and humor um, mm. that really made us all smile. And it was a necessary, you know, it was a really good, you know, cathartic thing to have uh, while yeah. shooting those intense scenes. And then he'd like switch right into the mode, right? You know, action and right. I, I was like, oh, it was, it was, it's fun. because. You know, he brings your game. Up. He brought my game up. He elevated awesome. the scene, and it, it's that's what you hope for. It's exciting to spar with him, and you do something different each time, and that would make what I did like. It was just it, a fun, fun. You know, it was electric. It felt so that yeah. it's yeah. <laughs> now, what's been like your friend's reaction or like family watching this movie? What have they said well, to you? It's it's funny because. Um, it's different each time. Yeah, there's some people in my family that are like super sci-fi, you know, fans. Like my brother, he's really into superhero stuff and yeah. and and sci-fi dystopian, you know, stories. So you know, he he read the script when when I first got it, and and then just for him to see, you know, it on screen. I always like want to dive in and see what he thinks because he's like an expert in this genre, um, and he really liked it. So uh, it's it's fun. It's always interesting to also see what it happens from the page, and then mm. you know how it the final product is because you know we were up against a lot the time span the, the the conditions but it was through teamwork it was through everybody working together and helping each other out and it's all and and having a great crew it's always the crew they're the bones of this the unsung right. heroes um of every project so i'm very grateful and glad we have them <laughs> right now the way i don't want to go too much spoilers because you know we want people to go see this but at the end the way it was left off yes any word on a sequel Oh, Elias. Well, have you heard, have you heard I, anything? It's they definitely left it on a cliffhanger, and there's also some inserted little mentions right. of other hinting possibilities of where the story could go in different avenues. Gives mm. you chills, gave me goosebumps. Um, I will say, if enough people can see the film, support it, watch it, talk about it, you know, and then there certainly could be a sequel in our midst. But that's all I can mm. say. Elias, just got to keep on getting the word out yeah, there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So the, the movie's available at theaters and VOD. Now we know that you just recently filmed part three of My Big Fat Greek Wedding. <laughs> what what can you give, what little tease can you give us about that? Or at least when is it going to get released? You know, you know, the Greeks want to know. Oh, um, I know. Then I sleep on my knee. I don't know if they see that. I'm like, that comes out, especially my, my Greek girl came out. I was like, I want to get a tan. I want to get my, 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 bring my sass out. I want to swim. So, oh, it was a dream come true to be there, Elias. And the people, our crew on that one, oh my God, fa family, friends for life. Um, mm. And now, even with our the time difference, we're all FaceTiming each other and yeah. keep me in touch. And it's it's magical. But what to answer your question, there's, they are. There are some twists, different kind of twists to Wife Life, but there, there's okay. beautiful twists. It's family. It's fun. There's something for everybody. There's new romance without giving too much away. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's a lot of surprises and, and nostalgia for the beloved characters and also in loving memory of Michael Constantine, yeah. you know, our papu, our beloved papu. Um, and it really, I, the film does a beautiful job of, of, of honoring his memory and his legacy and the love that we have for him. And he's very much, his presence was felt on set um his spirit and 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 you know he was like he was there with us so it was a really magical time i will it, it's surreal i'm still coming down from it and also to be in the to be there in the beauty of greece and to see all the i mean i had never been to kegira before um, Corfu, mm -hmm. um and it was stunning a stunning island and then all over athens and again i love mythology and i just felt myself soaking it all in and i was like <laughs> oh can you imagine 
being in the you know 600 BC and and, oh, and yeah. writing the philosophy or you know writing the 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 the, the poems or to, to the lyre and just like just soaking that in and imagine this is where it all was birthed it was really inspiring so yeah you got a favorite myth or something Elias I gotta know your, well the uh, well, the, Od- the Odyssey ah very I like nice. the Odyssey yes yes and of course anything yeah. with uh, King Leonidas of course Spartan fair enough yeah he comes yeah. Kalamat and Sparta, Kalamat and Sparta, very proud big boy, I love it, so yeah, it's, it was such a, it was really a dream, and I'm just like, when can I go back, when, when I play money again, I miss it, now, now any word about when do you think it's going to get released, I talk about 2023, I assume, I, I mean, it always differs, I'd say maybe this time next year, who knows, Um, I know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping soon, it's, it, it'll be, but I think it'll be a nice summer movie, um, yeah. And again, I, it's got something in it for everybody, but I'm excited for, for you to see it. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. We can't wait. Uh, my wife, I can't wait. She's not even Greek. My wife's Portuguese, but she loves those movies because it reminds her of her family, too. It's the same. I mean, it's that's why the unifying aspect of this film, it doesn't matter where you're from and, and, and it's, it crosses all cultures. It's universal right. and we can all relate to the, the crazy overbearing but just lovable and passionate uh, the passion of family right. so i think it's heartwarming and it's a nice escape to go and and, and see and, and and get back with the family again right, right. uh lastly now there any other projects that you have coming up that you can talk about or releasing well, you, so I, I know you say you like comedy but i hope you've got some time for horror elias you like horror's horror? good <laughs> um so i've got children of the corn coming out soon and this okay. was I'm very excited about it because I, I love watching horror movies with my mom. Uh, and this one's a total, you know, reimagining. It's really unique and inventive, uh, the way we approach this cult classic. Um, and we shot this in 2020, height of COVID in Australia, oh, wow. outside city, the beautiful Oz. That's why I set my series. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it was, yeah, and, and again, lovely spirited crew that managed to get this done against all odds i mean i think we had like 350 hours of film when we wrapped uh it was it it was insane but such an experience and uh it's it was, again i love stories that have lots of twists and turns and, oh, yeah. and suspense and you don't know what's gonna happen and this has that <laughs> so is, is that getting released theaters or is that going to be a uh, uh, digital i'm not sure yet i think i mean i think it's coming out very soon and either way once I know, I'll make sure you'll, you you'll know, post and I'll be blessed right. you know on my, right. on my socials for sure. <laughs> there you go. Speaking of socials, how can the viewers and listeners find you? Well, um, like we how we connected, Elias Instagram at Elena Campos, um, Twitter at Elena Campos, same, and right. Facebook. I keep it simple. There you <laughs> I go. give my name. Clear. So yeah. I would uh, thank you for giving me a few minutes today. This was fun, and we got to get you back on when uh, when other projects or even part three of uh, my big fat Greek wedding. Oh my gosh. And I, I hope we get to meet at some point in person, Elias. Do you like, okay, in closing, do you have a favorite Greek song or any of like the paleo music that you like? We would sing on set while we were shooting. Like every day we'd be singing. I, to be Jamaica. honest, I can't, I can't even think of anything right now. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. time.